Hello and welcome to Let's Hear Your Story. I am your host, Brenda McCullers. No matter how simple or complicated it is, your story is meant to be told and can help introduce others to Jesus. In this podcast, you will hear true stories of what God is doing within the lives of different people. Some of their stories are personal journeys to becoming a Christian. Others are stories of how God has shown up in their lives. Are you ready to listen? Let's get started. I'm honored to have my son, Josh McCullers, with me today. Josh is the pastor for discipling and the young adult ministry at Golden Hills Community Church in Brentwood, California. He is married to a beautiful wife, Amanda, and he has two fabulous boys, Theo and Charlie. And Josh is going to be sharing about the season of life during COVID, things that have gone on personally in his life, and also within the context of the church. So I'm so excited to have you with us today, Josh. Welcome. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to be here. Glad to actually finally make it onto the podcast because I know Amanda did it probably six months ago now. Yeah, so I'm married to Amanda, two boys, Theo is older. He is four years old. Charlie is younger and he is uh, about what little over, he's just over one and a half. In terms of COVID, we, uh, as I was talking to my mom about it, I think it, it, it would be helpful to share kind of from two vantage points, sharing from the vantage point of what we have learned on a personal level. And then secondly, what we have learned uh, just as a church and what I've learned doing pastoral ministry in a weird season like COVID. And so I think I'll, I'll start on the personal level. It's been a very difficult season of life for us, like it's been for so many people. Uh, obviously so many people have had a difficult year and a half for a whole host of different reasons. For some of them, it was literal death, maybe death in the family, death of a close friend, uh, because of some, someone you knew caught COVID and, and had one of those, uh, reactions that, that resulted in a death or, or maybe just some severe sickness. Some people have had a difficult season because they lost a job because of the shutdown of the economy. Other people have just gone kind of crazy because they're just locked up in house and alone. And, you know, I think of a lot of the people who are in elderly communities where they, they weren't allowed to see family for months on end at times because of this season of life. So all the restrictions and all of that. And so I, I figure it's relevant idea to talk through and I'll share from our vantage point where we're at. We are living in California. And so it's kind of funny to still be talking about this because in a lot of states, COVID is almost a thing of the past at this point. But here they just keep doubling down. And it and in a sense we're starting to come out of the COVID season, but uh, we're still we're still in the midst of it. We thought that even June 15th was supposed to be like the supposed date that our state would start easing restrictions. And just yesterday, our infamous governor was uh, at a presser and being 
pushed on June 15th and what he, whether or not he was going to stick to his word of kind of easing restrictions and we would bringing everyone back to normal. And uh, he started wavering and it's pretty evident that we're not going to be going back to quote unquote normal, uh, whatever that means at this point. So <laughs> I have no clue, you know, why I, I, there's probably all sorts of different reasons, but that's not really the point. The point is for us, we have just a unique experience in that we're in a state that is so hardcore locked down and we've been locked down for almost, uh, yeah, over, over a year at this point. In fact, our County was one of the first, I think it was the first County with the Bay area of, of California, San Francisco, Oakland's the area that we live in. This was the first region of the country to shut down and it's getting to the point where it's going to be the last region of the country to yeah open up, which seems a little odd considering our death rates aren't much better than anywhere else. So anyways, for us, there's been just difficulties for a number of reasons. And I think primarily it's been the alone factor, being alone. We are away from family. My family obviously lives in Florida. Amanda's family lives in Indiana. We felt as though we were just kind of getting into a groove because we had been here for just over three years when COVID started. So when it when everything shut down, we had been here for, I've been here, what, two and a half years when everything shut down. So we were still in that kind of new phase. We were starting to get into a routine, starting to get close with friends and all that. And then when it shut down, it was interesting because like some of our friends took it like super seriously and others weren't quite taking it as seriously where we, we don't necessarily need to go like crazy about this, but you know, some friends and legit reasons as to why they were going to take it seriously. Cause at first, like no one really knew anything. Uh, we have a close friend who um, had lung, lung cancer when she was younger and then on top of that, she had family members who were really like cautious about everything. And so for them, they were pretty much her, her and her husband, whom Amanda and I are both good friends with. They pretty much locked down for, I mean, months and months and months. And so like Amanda's best friend was kind of no longer available. So there was a lot of loneliness, a lot of difficulties in that way. During COVID, we had two separate miscarriages. And so that fed into the difficulties and it fed into just the loneliness and the, the heartache. So we, I think we just learned during that whole season that there's a place to depend on, on Christ in that when you feel lonely and you, you know, I don't want to paint too bleak of a picture. Like we had friends who were willing to, to be, to be around us and all that, but it was much more difficult than we would have anticipated. In in addition to all of that, like COVID just made people crazy. And so once COVID started, we started having all these weird issues with our neighbor and just absolute, like, I don't want to go into all of it, but just stuff that literally made us basically caused us to, to, to move. We sold our house and moved, which sounds like a way, like totally ridiculous over uh, reaction to a neighbor problem, but it was, it was getting pretty hectic. So we ended up selling our house and, uh, we moved. And so there were all of these difficult trials 
in terms of the personal side of things. And we learn to, yeah, trust in the Lord and all of that and depend on him in the midst of just loneliness and all of these, all of these things. But, you know, I start with the negative, but I want to point out the positive because there were some, some positives for us that we have been able to take away from a weird, difficult situation and circumstance. For one, we realized during this whole time that we were able to spend a lot more time together. And so there was a lot of time that we could just enjoy together as a family. I actually got to see Charlie learn to crawl and then learn to walk and learn to run. And in a lot of those things, I was able to be around four. I was able to be at the house, like when these things were happening, rather than like typically when we have these busy schedules and there's all these different things going on and all of this stuff is happening, you know, it made it really easy to just kind of be on the go nonstop and miss things that were happening. And and which brings me to like the next lesson we learned is that when we here, at least in, in our, in the Bay area of California, like literally at first, everything shut down as a joke, drove into San Francisco, like right at the start of it. And it was, it was empty. It was like a ghost town. It was bizarre. Just because I could, like we were on the Bay Bridge, which is this massive bridge that connects Oakland to San Francisco. And usually it's just a traffic jam, like nonstop, basically all hours of the day. And it was so empty that I just, for the fun of it, I was like changing lanes from the very left lane all the way, like five lanes to the right, to the very right lane, just because no one was on the highway. And I was like, I don't think there'll ever be a time when I can actually do this and not even have to check my rear view mirror. Cause like no one's on the road. It was that lockdown. And what that meant was that all of our schedules and all the responsibilities that we had, it was just kind of stripped away. And I think what we're learning coming back into a more normal season of life now is that we're being more strategic with what we actually add onto our schedule. We aren't just like adding things to add things. Before it felt like we were just doing things to do things. We were really busy with all sorts of stuff and a lot of it was totally unnecessary and I think it took away from the family dynamic and whatnot. So I think we learned to be more purposeful with our time and we learned to depend on the Lord when we felt lonely and isolated. So those were two helpful lessons that we are walking away with. Anyways, I want to also talk about what we learned as a church. Uh, I'll speak like as a pastor, some of the different things I learned and what I think our church is trying to implement into our vision for how we should do church ministry, I guess you could say. I think for one, one thing that we realized is that a season like this causes everyone to have an opinion about just about everything. So you had the COVID regulations and all the debates and anger and all this stuff going on during COVID. And then you had all of the the protests and literally here were there were riots like Oakland was on fire San Jose during all of that they were shutting down I mean literally shutting down uh, interstates and just like rioting in the streets bashing car windows so I think there were like legitimate protests happening here and that they were like there were probably some like peaceful protests but at the same time there's a lot there's a lot of like legitimate rioting happening and 
so there was a million opinions about all of that black lives matter the police injustice um, all of these things and then there's also a million and one debates about all of the covid restrictions and all of these things and what i realized is that there are people in the church with differing opinions right or wrong people have all sorts of opinions and what I'm learning through it all is I just need to be very thoughtful and very mindful of how I speak about these things that are so hot and contentious. I don't think it's wrong to have opinions about these things, but in the context of the church, I think there's been this temptation to major on these debates, which should be minor in terms of what the church is here to do. The church isn't here to have a clear stance on police justice or injustice. That's not the primary purpose of the church. Yes, sure, we should have opinions on these things. That's fine. But it's not the hill that I'm going to die on, right? As the church, our hill to die on is the gospel, ultimately. And there has to be room for brothers and sisters in Christ to disagree on these things and still be in the same church. That's, that's something that I've learned through all of this. Another thing that I have learned through all of this is that there is a, as we're again, coming out of this season of COVID, this is very similar to what I said about my like personal lesson, but as a church, what we've realized is we've, we were doing tons of things just to do things like different programs, different events. Hey, let's do this event. Why are we going to do that? What's the purpose of that? I don't, I don't know. You know, there, there, there wasn't a t always a ton of thought. And so what we've learned coming back through this is we're able to have this kind of restart where we're able to evaluate every single thing that we do as a church, because for a moment there, literally where we are, at least in, in this area of California, everything was stripped away. Like we weren't even meeting as a church. We, we had online stuff, but we weren't meeting in person. Small groups weren't able to meet. All sorts of restrictions came about that prevented us basically from doing anything for a couple of months. And so what that allowed us to do is reevaluate everything. So every single event or program that we reintroduced into the church, we were able to think strategically about. And that was really, I think, beneficial for us as a church and beneficial for the pastors on staff to actually be purposeful and mindful about all of the different activities that we even do. do. And, and we've we've canceled a lot of them. You know, we even had, at, at, before the pandemic, we, at, we actually had four services at our church. And it was this weird thing where we didn't need four services, but we had four services. And it was just, I guess, for the sake of convenience, give people options. But, you know, when you kind of reintroduce everything and you start to think about it and you go, okay, it's good, I guess, to give people options, but you're also burning out all your volunteers.
you're burning people out. You're burning your pastors out because they're at the church from 6.30 a.m. until 7 p.m. sometimes, 8 p.m. sometimes. And so you're, you're pretty much just like Sundays were this long marathon of a day for a lot of people in the church, not just the people on staff. And it caused a lot of burnout. We even were reevaluating that. So now we're doing two services. We've started to meet in person again, obviously, at this point. And we, we're only doing two services. And even now we're doing one service outdoors for people who are still sensitive about the COVID thing. And we're doing one service indoors for those who don't care as much. So I say all that to, to point out that we're, we've been able to be much more thoughtful and mindful about what we are doing as a church. And I think that that has been actually a positive takeaway from this season after so much turmoil and, you know, there's a lot of negative that kind of was a precursor towards those positive things that we took away. And those negatives were people walking away from the church, people mad about this, that, or the other people mad that we wore masks, uh, <laughs> people m- mad that we didn't take COVID seriously enough. Literally, you'd have after one Sunday, people saying, I can't believe he said that he must be a right wing Republican. And then of family sitting like in another pew saying, I can't believe he said that he must be a, you know, raging leftist. (laughs) It's like, you guys heard the same thing. How are you guys walking away with two completely? So anyways, people were leaving the church. People were angry and there were all these negative things that happened. But now as we're on the back end of it, we're seeing some fruit and some, some helpful lessons that we're, we're able to take away from all of this. So that's where we're at as a family and as uh, me as a pastor, I guess, is we're just trying to take the lessons we've learned from this difficult season and learn from them and try to actually change the way we're living our life today. I really appreciate the fact that you are focusing on the gospel and focusing on what is important and looking at the purpose behind things. I think that's important for all of us. And honestly, I think a lot of us have learned that same lesson in recognizing what are the important things in our life, our family, our relationship with God, and the people that we're close to, and above all, sharing the gospel. So I like that. I like that you're looking at that as a family and also looking at that as a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to learn from learn from a very strange, weird, odd season. It's so true how people's ears are tuned to hear what they want to hear <laughs> rather than what someone is actually saying. So I also appreciate the fact that as a church, you are being mindful of and thoughtful in how you address things and what you say, Mm -hmm. especially in the area where you're at. In Florida, we have not experienced what you guys have experienced. We experienced everything closed, everything locked down, but for a very, very short period of time compared to what you guys have experienced in San Francisco and in California as a whole. Been interesting, but we're hopeful, (laughs) yeah, hopeful that in the next week or two, things really start to ease up. So you're only having one service inside the church now? Yes, for a long time, basically until Easter. Before Easter, 
So that lasted nearly an entire year. We were having one service and we were meeting outside. Mm-hmm. And that was it for, I don't know, nine months. And it was funny because some people couldn't believe that we were meeting. You know, aren't you guys mindful of COVID? You guys don't care, all this stuff. And then at the very same time, there were so many people who were mad that we were meeting outside and, you know, we would wear masks while we were singing because obviously you guys are just caving to this authoritarian dictator of a government and all this nonsense, right? But at the same time, it's like, hey, we we have to operate. At least we're meeting. At least we're able to meet. And mm-hmm. we're, we're not just trying to like break all the civil, you know, codes that have been placed upon us. You have to realize there are people on both sides of the fence in the church. So it was a, it was an interesting uh, season, but now we're meeting and we have two, we have two services and one is outside for those who are still sensitive about it. And then there's the one that's inside. I think that the turning point at our church was Easter. We had people that came Easter who had not been to church in over a year. Yeah. And honestly, I know that there are probably a few who are still watching online and not attending in person, but I think for us, the majority of people are back attending services. I think it definitely makes a difference when you can attend in person and experience. There's things that you get out of it that you just don't get when you're watching at home. Absolutely. Well, I certainly enjoyed our time together and appreciate the things that you shared with us to be strategic about your scheduling and to be purposeful with your time and dependent on the Lord. Good lessons to learn during a very difficult time. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Let's Hear Your Story. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with your friends and subscribe, write, and review. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at brenmcullers at yahoo.com.